Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome in to the Boys and Girl Podcast with Cowboys NFL Network reporter Jane Slater and NFL Network producer Bobby Belt. A Cowboys community with the inside scoop on the Dallas Cowboys. Now, coming straight to you from the Lone Star State, here's Jane and Bobby. Well, plot twist, Bobby. When we last recorded this podcast, we caught word that Andy Dalton ended up on the COVID list. And like a lot of people, we assumed they'd be going back to the nooch. Instead, they've decided to have Cooper Rush. Yes, that was the backup quarterback for the Cowboys the last three seasons. Of course, he was on the practice squad then was Dak Prescott's backup for two. They cut him in favor of Andy, bring him back, and then we're also going to put Garrett Gilbert in the mix. I mean, this is the year you wanted those all cameras inside the building because you couldn't write up these storylines. This has been a uh, pretty insane year. So this will be, if Mike McCarthy is to be believed, I mean, he could always pull a fast one on us and then it's the nooch on Sunday just to screw with us. Uh, That would kind of be up, you know, the alley of some of the things McCarthy's done this year. Um, But I would say that, you know, if, if it is Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert, Four quarterbacks in five games. Uh, I went through and looked through the team's history. They've started four quarterbacks in a season a few times. I can't find four in five. That's uh, that that I've never seen happen before. And uh, as was astutely pointed out by uh, Jory Epstein of USA Today, not just you know four and five games, but uh, two redheads in the those four quarterbacks and you know Brandon that that's Whedon, the other one right that's that's it well no in this current season with dalton oh, and then potentially rush right. if cooper rush starts you you've you're not going to find a, another section where you've had uh two redhead quarterbacks starting among four like that so uh it, it's a rarity all the way around um but i will say that listening to them talk to the media yesterday I was impressed with Garrett Gilbert and he struck me as a good high IQ guy, but my feeling on this, my sense on this is it's going to be Cooper rush. And it's just because of the familiarity he has with some of these guys. I never figured out what happened with Cooper rush because there were moments in the preseason. What was it? I think it was his first year in the preseason. I was like, huh, 
that's a pretty good backup quarterback. Then they brought in Mike White, remember? And it was like this battle at camp between Cooper Rush and Mike White. And they were both just terrible. And I remember us talking last year when Dak Prescott had the shoulder and the arm situation. Well, gosh, if they had to put Cooper Rush in the game, they're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And then they brought him back this year. If you were looking for experience, you know, McCallan was still out there. Josh, who's, you know, been around the league forever. Was it Josh? Which Josh. Luke, it was Josh. Yep. Who's been in this as long as I've worked in TV. I kid you not. I worked in Tyler, Texas. The McCallan brothers are from Jacksonville, Texas. They had been in the league one year longer. So they've been in this since 2003. But there was a McCallan brother who, by the way, used to play for the Cowboys out there. If you were looking for experience, remember when he played with the Jets? He yep. was actually a serviceable quarterback. Yeah. So the fact that you'd go, I, I, I don't know if this has to do with the money. I mean, when they talk about 60% of their cap isn't playing this year and, you know, they're saving money for next year. I don't know if McCallan would have cost him more. I got to think that McCallan would have wanted to stay in the state of Texas. Which he did. He went to Houston, but, right. but, but closer to but Dallas. Closer. I know I, we've always heard Dallas has always been a wish of his that he'd like to play here. And well, so he Josh played here briefly. Uh, it was Luke. It was not Josh. Was I don't think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Luke. Now I'm going to have to double check on the fly. You're making me doubt myself, but I'm pretty sure it was Luke. I never doubt the rain, man. It, it feels it like I, I, I remember the time you're talking about, which it's I think it was like two weeks where Luke McCown was here. And uh, let's see here. Yeah, that was 2017. Luke McCown was here. It was not Josh. Josh has never ended up here. And that's always frustrated me because Josh is such a. Never try to stump the rain man. Josh is such a, that that's a guy I think they could use here as they're trying to finish out the season with just a lot of effort and stuff is because he is a blue collar throwback, hard worker type of guy. And, uh, I remember he, he call Mark Sanchez. You know what? Mark's got a podcast right now. He, a pretty (laughs) successful podcast that he does where he interviews, you know, former teammates and stuff. And so, I think I think and I think we Mark's all comfortable him for Dak Prescott successes rookie season. No, that was Romo. That, that Tony was over stop. his shoulder. OK, sorry. I got to stop. I got to stop being sarcastic. It's hard to be. It's hard not to be sarcastic, given where things have gone with this season so far. It's it's just and it's, I'm telling you right now, if there weren't all these injuries, if they still had an offensive line and if this team was had a seven and no record, Romo would come out of the booth for this. You think? But not for this. You think? Oh, I, t- I 1,000% believe. Man, he's had, I, to, he's had to pull out of golf events because of injuries the last year or two. So I don't, I don't know that he could. You, if he thought that he could get a Super Bowl and he had health on his side, I believe that Tony would come out of the booth. But isn't that the problem? He's never had health on his side. I'm but just, I'm saying, I, that, given, that, that, the, that's, given the current state, what quarterback well, would the, want? That, part of this right that, now. that wasn't me being sarcastic there. That was genuine. Like when you look at he, he was breaking down the last few years. He had injuries the last four or five years he was in the league and it was, it was costing him big time. That's how Dak even was if able to I get in there. Wife, I would never, I, I mean, it wouldn't even, I, I would literally be like, talk to the hand. If he came to me and wanted to come back and play this year, I mean, we both know that's never going to happen. I like, I'm literally being tongue in cheek. So <laughs> Cowboys fans don't, don't even try quote tweeting this or saying that I said anything. I'm just saying, I mean, with all the plot twists and the storyline we've had this year, it's a Netflix series we could use because I've watched all of them at this point. There's nothing left on Netflix for me to watch. No, I'm pretty tapped out myself. um, And it's, it's rough. It came at a time where 
I, I spent most of quarantine just running through program, and I was like, because then when sports comes back, it'll time out just perfect, and then I'll have sports to watch, and now the sports are so bad that I, I don't even really have sports to watch, and so I, I played it wrong. I should have spaced out some of those Netflix series. And uh, speaking well, of those... speaking of... Mm-hmm. The Queen's Gambit has made me appreciate Amari Cooper and Shadobia Wussier so much more. See what I did there? Because I'm about to segue into Cheeto. I see see what you did. See what I did there? I've never understood the game of chess. And these guys are, you know, like they are so into it and it's so fascinating. Go watch the Queen's Gambit. This is your bonus feature of the podcast today. You're welcome. It's amazing. Uh, the fluidity of her moves just on the chessboard. She says that she picked that up from being a ballerina, the way she like, she kicks the pawn and she puts it, uh, it is, there's some dramatic editing, but it makes you really appreciate the brain of Amari Cooper and Cheeto because it is such a cerebral game. And that brings me to Cheeto. He did get some work out on the field this week. They've been kind of slow playing him. He got a little bit of work in the week before. So no, Bobby, is this the week that you bring Cheeto back? Or I, I kind of feel like give everybody the bye week, get them healthy, and then bring them back after that. Because then they've got Minneapolis, they've got Minnesota. I mean, if you're genuinely committed to the idea of we're still in this and we can fight and we can do this and that, then yeah, you bring him back. I think that they know better. And I think that that's just, you know, trying to keep the troops encouraged and and that's just the type of language that they're using. I I think they know they're out of this regardless of what, you know, Steven and Mike McCarthy and others say. I think they know the situation right now. But yeah, if you believed that, then yeah, you'd want to just say, well, man, we need Cheeto. This is a big game and, and we can't fall further behind in the standings and and, you know, there's so many weapons here on Pittsburgh's side, so we need some help slowing them down. And, uh, you know, we, we can't just rely on six-string cornerbacks to stop Chase Claypool. Um, and so, uh, yeah, if that was the case, but yeah. Do you think you're going to be in the stands? Remember with Cleveland, there were a lot of fans. Um, yeah, I mean, Steelers travel really well. Um, and I don't know that there's a ton there's of... terrible I, towels in the stands. My, 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 guess is, my guess is it is minimum half Pittsburgh fans on Sunday because I think there's just such disinterest from the Cowboys fans right now. Um, I mean, that was a thing that 2015, um, there was, uh, they had that issue a lot that opposing fans were, uh, making up the majority of the fans. I, I remember after three, eight and eight seasons, there wasn't a lot of hope heading into 2014. And then Dallas, of course, turned it around and had a great season and made it to the NFC divisional round. Um, but in that season opener before there was a lot of hope that was half 49er fans that day and that was a that was a big deal it's gonna be 80 degrees on sunday on november 8th in dallas texas 80 degrees my prediction people are not watching this game not cowboys fans but that's the thing if you're if your pittsburgh team is rolling through town then yeah i i think you're gonna see low ratings uh relative to what they normally get um and that's been the case a lot this season and i i honestly think that's that's gonna be a big driver for jerry I think is that I think I I'm certain Jerry sees where the TV ratings are at relative to previous years and, and not just for the rest of the league, but for them, like just locally in Dallas, the local I Dallas ratings are not that, where they need to be. I still think that there is this whole, uh, you know, it's like shoots and ladders. I feel mm-hmm. like Mike McCarthy's going to get the shoot out of this because it's COVID it's because of the injuries. Oh Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't. All, I, I love this talk of that he's a one and done coach. No, this is not, not. going to be like the Cardinals where we saw. Um, oh, what was what Steve was Wilkes. the name? It was 
yeah, I don't think we're going to see a Wilk situation here in Dallas. Not going to happen. Um, I mean, I could state the obvious. They have Kime there, who's their GM. But um, Jerry is not. Jerry made this hire. Jerry is going to ride with Mike McCarthy. I think he feels like they speak the same love languages. Um, I, I, I their don't menu of love. Be, their menu of love is very similar. Um, I, I just one thousand percent. He's back next year. I, yeah. Look, I, I think Mike's going to turn this thing around, but I think he's going to have to make some changes to his coaching staff. I thought what Demarcus Lawrence said this week was really interesting talking about how this defense was not a plug-and-play defense. In other words, guys needed to buy into the scheme. They needed to study it. They needed to execute it. I thought that was telling that here we are, what is this, week eight? What is this, week yeah. nine? Yeah, week, we? week nine. Week nine, that we're still hearing that? Yeah. And that... Well, especially after, I mean, we talked to Leighton Vander Esch in the offseason, and he said he thought that the virtual offseason and the virtual install was going great and that they were – uh, that they were really well prepared and that they felt good about everything that they were learning. And so, well, uh, I mean, hold up. Fun fact. Mike Nolan uh, was one of Leighton's biggest supporters when the Saints were interested in him. Mm-hmm. And so it was my understanding that I maybe Leighton told us this or I was told this. Uh, when he went to New Orleans, Mike Nolan was the guy that was there for his visit. So they already had a buy-in of sorts, Um Leighton was already a fan of, of Mike Nolan before he got here. And, and Le- Leighton is a, my impression of Leighton Vander Esch, just having, you know, seen him here in the locker room and during the practice week and seeing him on the field for three years now. Um, Leighton is very much a, uh, a a believer in cowboy culture and, and buying in and, you know, and like he, he was the most aggressive uh, when, when your report had come out, he was the most aggressive speaking out against anonymous sources within the locker room. Didn't dispute necessarily the report, but just how it was handled. He was the one who directly came out and said, you're a coward if you are the one who did that. And I so mean, it's like... Sean Lee are clones. I mean, Sean, the same. Yeah. And I got to tell you, when I was out at practice on uh, Thursday. Thursday, no, I didn't get kicked out. Not yet. <laughs> um, Sean Lee looked like a dude on a mission. I mean, yes, he's off on the cords, but he's attacking those accords like he's an opposing like offense. Like he, he is there. I literally my takeaway and my impression, like my internal monologue at that point was, if only this team had fifty-two Sean Lees. I mean, mm-hmm. the way he attacks just rehab is fascinating to me, and you just. You don't see that. I will say this. The guys seemed a lot lighter in practice. Like, I actually saw them dancing to music. And there seemed to be some, like, the guys were vibing. Like, we just hadn't seen, like, the. No, it's it's again, been. We don't get to see a lot. But the, the portions that I've seen this year, like, so flat. Like, so. It's just, it's, and, it's, it's not, there's not the same energy out at practice as there has been in the past. Now, now that may be. That's, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I'm not saying that's not a way that could work for some teams and things like that. I just think given this team and this culture, that that was something we talked about you and I early on uh, when we were watching practice and how it was going. It was like, it's like, you know, that's that doesn't feel like it fits this culture of players like this, you know, business only, you know, everything is very serious type of practice routine and practice regimen. And you know, they've always been, 
you know, Fridays, the, the Friday practice was always lighthearted under Jason Garrett. They would play the Friday music, which was always like, you know, it's they'd play like Friday themed, like looking forward to the weekend type of music. And they would do the uh, the little game where they'd have the coaches jump in on the onside kick recoveries. And uh, that was always the uh, Henry Shroka, the pro scout for the Cowboys, uh, who's gosh, I think he's like 73 now. Uh, Henry would be out there leading jumping jacks and, you know, going all out when he's like jumping around, leading everybody. And it was always Friday was always a relaxed, fun atmosphere. And there was always music playing at all the practices during the week. And so it is just it's different how there's nothing now. And I just wonder if the Saturday practice thing is hard on their body, which we don't see Saturday as a practice. Saturday is Jason Garrett's Friday. And we used to see Jason Garrett's Friday, but we do not see the Saturday practice. So we don't know how that one runs. Uh, Curious, like, you know, is there some, I I don't know. I think all of us are still sort of looking for answers. I think even internally, the guys are still looking for answers, but I think what you're seeing now is guys saying we've got to get on board or they're going to ship us out. Not this year, but I think next year. And Mike McCarthy's been saying as much. You know, he's looking. It's the evaluation process right now. The effort, the buy-in, the attitude. He wants to see the energy. He wants to see all of those things. Um, I did think another thing that uh, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, I asked him specifically about how do you gel uh, with COVID, you know, like the team dinners and stuff. And he said that that's been hard to do. Like because of COVID, they haven't been able to. their team dinners. Now, I don't know if other teams do that. In other words, come to my house and, um, you know, we'll order in. I don't know if they have like, you know, during COVID, we had happy hours, like with me and my friends Zooming at home, trying to spend some time in the locker room. I do think that, remember we talked in a couple weeks ago about making the perfect souffle. You got to have all the ingredients. You've got to have like the temperature's got to be just right for it to rise and you want it to look like that picture on Pinterest and it doesn't. I think that that is all of the stuff that has gone into this souffle this year. Something was off. They just didn't cook that oven. That uh, that oven wasn't hot enough. Uh, well, and I know that I know that there are certain players, I don't know about entire position groups, but I know there are certain players that outside the facility they're FaceTiming, you know, in the evening and, and talking about, you know, they're, they're trying to connect with each other. It's just, it's, it's the same challenge that everybody's running into right now about staying, you know, connected to your friends or family during this time and, and keeping those relationships alive. And, um, they're, I mean, they're running into those same sort of bonding issues. And that's the thing where chemistry and bonding and relationships, that's such a big thing for football teams, where if it's not there, uh, I mean, you can have all the talent in the world and it'll it it's not going to come together for you. I mean, I think that was the thing that everybody felt like was the issue last year was that they had a talented football team, but that they just there was a disconnect there. There was a, a chemistry issue there. And so, the, I mean, that can bring down really talented teams. You look at basketball, one of the uh, most famous examples of the, one of the original super teams that was built when the Lakers went out and got. Carl Malone and Gary Payton to play with Kobe and Shaq. And then they get beat by a bunch of essentially at the time, how people viewed them role players with the Pistons got thumped by them in the NBA finals because it was, here's a team versus a collection of individuals. And I think that's, that's a bigger challenge during the COVID era than 
uh, it even normally is, is, is getting these guys to be a team. As Chris Richard told us, it's about a tribe. It's about creating a tribe and, and uh, you know, creating a group of guys that, you know, exist for one another and, and look to push for each other and not just for themselves. And I, that's a challenge. I'm glad you're part of my tribe. Thank Bobby. you. Uh, you haven't pushed me out since I, uh, I dogged Taylor Swift on Twitter. I was half joking about submitting applications. Only half my joking. My co-host and uh, NFL Network producer. I didn't want to get into this. Her mu- I mean, her music's just terrible. The w- one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life is that Look What You Made Me Do. That is maybe okay, the worst fair. song I've ever heard in my life. I love that song, but Style is her absolute favorite. The guitar is my absolute favorite. The guitar riff. Uh, I mean, there's actually so many. I, I can't even like begin to go down my list of favorite songs. I know, I know. I, I, I just, I've, I've never, I've been you the anti Taylor Swift guy. Very similar music taste. That's one just, where yeah, we split just, pretty hard. You really like to goad me on that, and I just, I, I, I wasn't going to be trifled with that day, Bobby. I know, I know it. Uh, that, just that, let me have my one thing this year, okay? That, that's I, I, I knew I, I counted on you, uh, Dan Turner and David Hellman jumping in my mentions, and Hellman didn't, but you and Dan did, and and came in and corrected me on that uh, and uh, well, i know you guys have I a lot of tea swift from, from political music so, you know like but i i was i was ready to throw throw hands as related to the taylor swift stuff well i mean she's just you know whatever i i just think it's yeah we, we don't have to dive all the way into it because i i, I, I would rant and i don't i don't want to set off the swifties it's like there's three things you're not allowed to talk about in public uh politics um and then religion criticism no criticism <laughs> not even religion criticism of taylor swift and beyonce Knowles. If you do those two things, then you're just getting lit up on social media. But um, we talk about Cheeto transitioning back. We talk about Cheeto. Uh, two other injuries uh, on the report. Ezekiel Elliott has a hamstring. Alden Smith has a knee injury. They're both limited all week. It doesn't sound like they're going to miss the game, though. Um, in fact, I, I think they're both going to be a full go. Um, they, But, I mean, again, that's two of your big contributors, again, who didn't get a full week of practice. Um, and, you know... The guy you apparently would rely on with backup quarterbacks in there and, you know, reserve quarterbacks in there is not getting the, the normal practice reps with these quarterbacks. So it is going to be, I think, tougher. Um, and, and I mean, that creates a, a whole nother line of issues. The fact that they didn't get their full practice weekend. They didn't go on Thursday, which is uh, in terms of with the big team periods, which is their padded practice, which is their big prep day. Um, and, and Alden Smith is even here to be on the practice report because as, uh, Mike Garofolo reported, um, the Cowboys had turned down a trade offer, uh, right before the deadline from the Seahawks to get Alden Smith. So the Cowboys opt not to move Alden Smith. Um, and I've seen a lot of people interpreting that this means, oh, Alden's here for the long run. And, uh, you know, they, they want him here and they want extension. I don't think that's what that is. I think what that is, is just the Cowboys look at it and go, um, we didn't get blown away by an offer that was so much more than the potential comp pick if he signs away that we're willing to give up a guy who's still a solid rotation player for us. So I don't know if you I don't know if you view it differently, but I I don't I still don't think I think Alden Smith is a Randall Cobb or uh Robert Quinn situation. I think he's just here and uh Put you know tape, show that you've revived yeah. your career, that you did all the things. Mutually beneficial. That. Yeah. It's like uh it's like can't buy me love. Just, you know, be together Team for a little bit. Yeah, be, be together for a little bit. Let me have the big breakup in front of everybody. Get my popularity. That's, that's the same sort of thing to me. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. 
I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Joining us now is Aditi Kinkabwala. She is a reporter for the NFL Network covering uh, several teams, but uh, most notably and most relevant right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can follow her on Twitter, and I'm not going to look down at my note to guarantee spelling because I, I want to flex a little bit. It's A-K-I-N-K-H-A-B-W-A-L-A. Aditi, how you doing? I am deliriously happy that you just got that completely right. I know. What's the what's the worst uh, like most butchered pronunciation you've gotten? It's usually the first name. It's usually Adida, really? and oh. it's like, wait a minute, there's an I at the end. How, when does an I ever sound like an A? But it's as if people just want to make it Adida. So, so it's did like, you ever did anyone ever try to pressure you into taking your husband Matt's last name? Um, no, because it's actually worse than mine. What is Matt's last name? We're Guinness. <laughs> I remember, oh, yeah, wow. like I remember my uh, um, my agent at the time. She's like, wait, what's Matt's last name? And I said, we're Guinness. And she goes, you couldn't marry a Fox or a Harris <laughs> or a Smith. Like <laughs> what? something that would make more sense. But the best part of this story is that my brother is married to a doctor. And uh, Mona and my brother started dating when they were 18 years old, 17, 18 years old, freshman year of college. And Mona went all through college and med school and part of residency before they got married. And my brother was adamant, you need to take my name. And she was like, well, I just did all of this under my old name. And he was like, no, 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 you got to take your name. And then I got married after after my brother and I said, so what do y'all think I should do? And my sister-in-law was like, hmm, what are you going to say? <laughs> and my brother said, you should totally keep your maiden name because you did everything under your maiden name. Oh, uh, yeah. It's funny. It's funny how that works. I remember I was, uh, some, a lot of people usually think my last name's fake belt. I get yeah. that. I, I get that a lot. I remember I was working, uh, cause I've, I've done political stuff before and I was working a show and I, uh, the, the guest, this politician had called in and uh, I guess the prepper had told him Bobby Belt will answer the phone. So when I answered it, 
Uh, I said, you know, studio. And he goes, uh, is this Bobby? And I said, yes. And he goes, is this Bobby Belt? And I said, yeah. And he said, great effing name. He's like, he's like, he's like, thank your parents every day. Is that your real name? That doesn't sound like a real name. That's a great name. Don't mess with that one. I said, well, okay, right. like James Slater to me sounds like a great name too. Is that it a is. real name? Well, that it's real name? that you bring that up because two <laughs> years ago, we'll quickly digress here and then we'll get into Steelers Cowboys. A cu- two years ago, my aunts, my dad has six siblings, four uh, sisters still alive. Thought it'd be really fun for Christmas to do the DNA uh, and me, uh, DNA and me, like twenty three and me. Sure. So my dad swabs along with my aunts, not thinking anything of it. We're just gonna find out. Like our grandmother always told us that we were American Indian, so like we were a, a quarter Cherokee, which none of us really bought into that. And so um, the test comes back. You're not the father. My dad <laughs> is not a Slater. And so for like the last two years, my poor father at 68 years old finds out that we're not Slater. So everyone used to ask me, is your name made up? And in good faith now, I can't say that it's my real name. <laughs> but literally last week, my mom said at three o'clock in the morning, she was logged on because, you know, it, you know, at a certain age, it starts to bother you, even though he didn't know his dad. His dad died. His father died when he was three. <laughs> he's matching now. But the sad thing about this is it looks like his father passed away like last year. So now we're trying to get in touch with what we think is his half sister that's still alive. Um, but he, I don't obviously don't want to say his name on here and, and shook with his family. Cause I would imagine it's, it's. Wait, 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 but your grandma is not alive. Like you found out this information and you couldn't go to your grandmother and say, uh, grave, never saying anything to, it's like the greatest mystery, but she went to her what, grave. Bir- what number in birth order is he? He's the baby. So he was like six years behind the rest of them. Um, okay. So, so I think as a married person, knew that I can attest, like, you know, that would be sort of the time when you're like, all right, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think she thought science would ever catch up with her. Uh, but then, so my sister and I, of course, have gone back and forth. Like, do we let this, his living wife, no, because they've been married a very long time. So there would have been cheating involved and he's got a completely separate family. Uh, but it's just, it's the whole thing's bizarre. I mean, I didn't do it cause I just don't want my DNA in the database, but, uh, well, you know, I love that you say that Jane, because Matt did it a few years ago, like Amazon prime was having its thing. <laughs> and Matt is a classic American mutt. You know, he is, <laughs> He's basically Russian, but he's four different Eastern European countries, whatever. So he wanted to look himself up and he kept trying to pressure me to do this. And I was like, I know what I am. (laughs) I am Indian. It's okay. Like I'm good with that. And then Matt finds out that he's 0.05% Ashkenazi Jewish. So he loves telling everybody, I'm Jewish too. I'm like this Catholic kid. I'm Jewish. Why does that even come up? Like, I don't, anyway. All right, fine. We all just want to feel like we belong. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know what my what my last name is. And we think we know what it is now. And it's a pretty cool last name. Like I said, I'm not trying to have the internet try to track down this family before. Yeah, but might you change it? Like, if you find out that's your, like, would no, you get? I mean, Slater's so legit. It's just my sister and I, and again, one more side note. <laughs> my poor father's like having this like really tough day when he finds out that it's, you know, not Slater, my sister and I being the snarky kids that we are, our immediate response was like, so wait, 
we're not Slaters. <laughs> we think our last name is like the coolest last name ever. And that was like our response to our father. So confirmed Jane is an absolute a-hole. <laughs> that's that's the uh and that was the uh, i mean jane even now we we're talking about rashawn slater the northwestern tackle who's coming out in the draft next year and, and that was jane's first response was great last name she, great she last that, name. she's she's just she loves that name it was as jarring to, to lose that me, like there could be people on the planet and jane could claim them as like oh yeah we're cousins oh yeah like we've got this thing going i am never meeting an nfl player named kinkabala well, well, maybe one day. And maybe I think, quite frankly, I think my daughter's got a better chance of being an NFL linebacker than my son. <laughs> I, think, I, 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 think, I think both my daughters have better chances of being NFL players than my son, too. So uh, yeah. we're, we're in the same boat there. You've got tough, you've got tough daughters. Uh, yeah. yeah, yes, I do. And uh, uh, we're, we're working on the boy right now. Uh, now, speaking of uh, great American uh, family last names, uh, Watt's a pretty good one for the NFL. And, uh, of course, Cowboys fans uh, were heartbroken when T.J. Watt was not the selection in 2017. And instead, it was Taco Charlton, who is now on his third team, I believe. Uh, and so I know that early on, there were some people who felt like, ah, T.J. Watt's a tweener. And, and now he's kind of like come into his own as like you know one of the most dominant defensive players in the nfl um how big how much has tj watt gotten to this point where he's just like you know a game record that like teams have to plan around and, and have to focus on um just to you know kind of as cowboys fans wallow in misery they can feel a little bit worse about uh losing tj watt brad sham actually the the voice of the cowboys tweeted yesterday that he's never been more heartbroken hearing them call somebody else's name than when they didn't call tj watt on draft night and you know this is such a beauty is in the eye of the beholder thing because i still remember when tj watt was taken how many people were like this is not a first round pick this is not a first round pick <laughs> and my having to sit here and say if the guy is perfect for what you do and what you want to do and what you want to be then he is perfect at wherever you choose him you know maybe he's not a first round pick for another team but for the pittsburgh steelers this was gold and considering what the pittsburgh steelers have done in the first round the last i don't know 7 8 years this is probably one of their best first round picks. So TJ, it's interesting because I love where I know we're supposed to be impartial and unbiased and not supposed to have favorites and the whole spiel, but I love TJ Watt. Having said that, this Steelers defense is all about the puzzle pieces and how everything fits. And so not that TJ isn't totally dynamic, not that TJ isn't one of the most brilliant players on the field whose mind makes up for anything else that is possibly missing, meaning that if his body is a little bit less naturally than what Bud Dupree's is, TJ Watt makes up for it because he's the smartest guy on the field. TJ has this unbelievable leadership quality. He clearly loves the game of football. It's infectious. He's the one that gets everybody motivated and going despite how young he is. But part of TJ's magic is that on the other side of that line is Bud Dupree. Part of Bud Dupree and TJ's magic is that in the middle of the Steelers defensive front is Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, who is just the AFC player of the week, and Tyson Alualu, who you guys won't see this weekend, but who's been playing a tremendous who's been doing a tremendous job and playing tremendously well in the middle. So the Steelers are getting a ton of push from the middle of their defensive front. And that just makes everybody on the outside, makes those outside linebackers look all the better. And again, it's, I mean, if you look at the Steelers defense, it's littered with first round picks and 
again, puzzle pieces, you know, not that these guys aren't individually great, but I will use Le'Veon Bell as sort of the example here. And I know it's the other side of the ball, but Le'Veon Bell was the best running back in football. A lot of that was because he played behind an unbelievable offensive line because Antonio Brown was outside and demanding defenses as coverage. And because Ben Roethlisberger, an ostensible future Hall of Famer, was his quarterback. Le'Veon Bell leaves and more. I'm not saying that that's who TJ would be or that's who Bud would be or that's who Cam Hayward would be or any of that, but all of these pieces together is what makes this defense difficult. I mean, who do you pay attention to, right? Like if you slide yeah. a line, if you slide your offensive line, if you slide your line towards TJ, well, then Bud is going to wreak havoc. If you slide your line towards Bud, TJ is going to wreak havoc. If you don't pay attention in the middle, well, the pocket's going to completely collapse. And oh boy, it doesn't matter if Garrett Gilbert is starting or Cooper Rush is starting. You're going to end up with somebody playing quarterback. Well, they can't yeah, block. Yeah, we talked about so. this. Uh, <laughs> well, we talked about this yesterday. 74 quarterback hits, a league leading 74 quarterback hits. How concerned should whoever gets the nod at the starting quarterback position this weekend be when you talk about this defense? You've obviously had your eyeballs on this team a lot more than we have this year. What stands out about their pass rush? They hit and they hit really, really hard. You know, Jane, when you and I were talking earlier in the week and uh, the discussion was around Ben DiNucci and if you actually look at it, Ben DiNucci has more experience, as you said, than Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush. But if you really believe in Ben DiNucci, maybe you don't want him to die. <laughs> Which sounds really, really blithe, but like the Steelers hit really, really, really hard. And I don't know that this Cowboys offensive line gives you all this uh, confidence right now that they're protecting whoever is back there. And so maybe just for the sake of confidence, maybe for the sense of your mental psyche, maybe for keeping your body whole. And it's, and this is a Steelers defense that is really, really ticked off right now after what the Ravens did to them last week. Well, and, and with that being said, there is a little, I, I think everybody kind of feels like Dallas is, has a talent deficit going up against whoever they're going against right now. And uh, so the, the biggest hope seems to be uh, for Cowboys fans is let's find somebody who's more dysfunctional than us. And so that doesn't feel like Pittsburgh and it doesn't feel like they'd have a shot this week given that. But there was a little bit of the drama last week during the Ravens game where Keith Butler and uh, TJ Watt were kind of seen getting into it with each other. So is there any hope for Cowboys fans that there's some discontent on defense or, or is know, that it's just... because I just actually, I was talking to Keith Butler this morning, which is part of why I messaged Shane and said, can we push this back just a little bit? Um it's just two incredibly competitive guys. And they, and both of them have sat there and said, we were talking football and... Uh, you really believe it when they say it. And it has to do with, you know, things not going right on the field and a player thinks that something should be fit differently. And a coach will sit here and say, well, okay, but you've got to take care of X before we think about Y. And no, I, I, I think that that just speaks to the competitiveness of both of these guys. The Steelers defensive coordinator, Keith Butler, he was an NFL linebacker for uh, 10 years, 11 years, something like that. So, you know, he's been there. They've done that. This is TJ is really probably one of his favorite players also, even though he's not supposed to say that maybe they should both get extra COVID testing since they were spitting in each other's faces <laughs> for like a good five minutes. Like we should think about that maybe, but um, no, there's no carryover for that. I will say if you do want to look for something mildly interesting, it's that the Steelers offensive coordinator, Randy Feekner, the last few years, he has been Ben Roethlisberger's quarterback coach for 
well over a decade. He's been the offensive coordinator since Todd Haley left. As you both know, Todd Haley has roots with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben has been for a long time drawing plays up in the dirt. You know, he's running the offense. And so this past week, Ben was talking about how against the Ravens in the second half, 90% was basically playground football where he's saying, you know, run five yards and make a right at the tree or go to the curb and cut in. And when Mike Tomlin was asked about it, he said, "Ah, ad-libbing might be a stretch. And then the next day, Ben said, no, 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 no. We were just making (laughs) it up on the fly. And it's such a credit to my players that, and to my teammates that they're so mentally tough that we could just do that on the field and improvise. And then the next day, Randy Feekner, the offensive coordinator, says, no, no, you know, drawing it up in the dirt (laughs) might be a stretch. So (laughs) it's a little, I think the headline there is that Part of what makes the Steelers so good is that even when things aren't working, they have a veteran enough quarterback and a cohesive enough group that they can just improvise and do things like that. But if you're looking for what's a little curious, why won't they give Ben the credit for doing that? Yeah. That is interesting. Okay, so I'll uh, Trayvon Diggs get his two takeaways last week. The poor rookie has been getting some of the harder assignments each week sort of a true like baptism by fire for him in the secondary. Who do you see him traveling with this week? What's get, who is Diggs going to mostly be focused on as it relates to one of the, the biggest weapons that the Steelers have on offense? See, and this is one of those, Jane, where I would come to you and say, what do you think is the best matchup? Because this is what has been working so well for the Steelers is that they've been able to pick out what is the biggest mismatch. And that's because they have so many guys in their receiving core who really, truly can do dynamic things with the ball. Deontay Johnson is a young, quick quick twitch. He's the guy that I think of as Antonio Brown's heir apparent, if he can stay healthy. He's the one that really, truly is the most dynamic. But then James Washington, downfield, you throw up a 50-50 ball, he's coming down with it. 90% of the time. He is about as tough as you can get. Juju, he's like Heinz Ward. Juju Smith-Schuster is as tough as you can get when it comes to press man coverage. And whether he's in the slot or outside, he's sort of got a deceiving speed to him. And then Chase Claypool, the young rookie receiver. I mean, he's like Plexico Barris. He's this big, tall target, but he's also got speed. He's not afraid to go across the middle. I mean, we've seen him take these little crossing routes where a linebacker is matched up on him and go all the way to the end zone. So you tell me when you look at these guys, when you see big, tall Chase Claypool, you see big, tough James Washington, you see Juju Smith-Schuster, who's also a big body. And then you see Deontay Johnson, who's kind of this little twitchy guy with amazing speed, who are you putting him on? And just know that whoever you put him on, Ben's probably finding somebody else. There are also two tight ends. I think that, and not only that, this run defense is so bad this year, so bad. I know you said James Conner has just, he's no Le'Veon Bell, but I'm just telling you right now, he's going to have a day. Well, yeah, well, everybody has a day. I will say this. When the Steelers are committed to running the ball, James Conner does indeed run the ball. And he is, he's running angry, Jane. When we were talking about, you know, talking to people, talking to some Steelers, James is a, he really is a wonderful young man. He just has not been in the mood to do these, you know, Zoom press conferences, which to be perfectly honest, I don't really love doing Zoom press conferences <laughs> either. But 
I think part of not being in the mood is that he is sick of hearing that he is injury prone. He is sick of hearing that he is not an every down back. He is sick of hearing that he is not the guy. And the Steelers went and they drafted another young running back this year. His name is Anthony McFarland. He came out of Maryland. They're using him a little bit here and there. He's also a real dynamic talent, but Again, you know, I say this about the Browns, Jarvis Landry, who Jane, I know you know him really well too. Jarvis plays angry and that's not a bad thing. So if James Conner is playing angry right now, it's not a bad thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, and I think that, uh, in fact, that's something that Cowboys fans have felt like was lacking from this team is that there's not enough people here playing angry and playing emotionally invested in what's going on here I guess the biggest question because like you lay it out there uh there there's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball they've uh they've got an incredible pass rush um I guess the question is is 14 and a half point spread enough should it be more like 21 or uh I mean I, I feel like taking the over is probably the right call I'm going to I hope this is OK because we're a podcast. I'm going to take this. you through my bathroom right now. Sure. I'm sorry, my daughter has been screaming at the top <laughs> of her lungs for um, a really long time. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that the Steelers have been on the road for th- this will be their third straight road game. Mm-hmm. And they've had some, you know, the Cleveland Browns was a very significant matchup. This is oh, this is for the division. And the Browns are four and one. And this was the first time <laughs> they were coming to Pittsburgh since Miles Garrett took his helmet to not the first time they were coming to Pittsburgh, but the first time they'd see Miles Garrett since Miles mm-hmm. Garrett took his helmet to Mason Rudolph and blah, blah, blah. So that was a big game. Then it was the Tennessee Titans and the Titans were undefeated and the Steelers were undefeated and the Titans messed up their whole buy schedule. And that was a big game. And then last week was the Ravens who are their absolute rival. And it was for the AFC North and the two best records in football. And that was a big game. So if you look at past, this will not be like, a big um, game. teams, <laughs> Well, if you look at past Mike Tomlin teams, like every year they have kind of a loss that they're not supposed to have, you know, like look at how many times they've gone out to Oakland and Oakland's been what, like three and 13 and they lose anyway. So it's easy to sort of sit here and say, okay, this is a game that could be a letdown game. This could be a game where that, look at the, no, no, no chance, no chance. No, I mean, it's like my, my prediction is Ben Roethlisberger doesn't take a snap in the second half of the game. That's my you prediction. Know, it's funny because that's something that's been talked about a lot that Mike Tomlin doesn't necessarily take him out just to take him out. Like, why not take him out? But, but that's, I'm not saying that I expect the Steelers to let down. I think they're incredibly focused. I think that they love being us against the world. And right now they're very angry that this Titans COVID situation has affected them in this way. And that, you know, they don't get a buy when they're supposed to get a buy and, you know, I think all of that is working in their favor. I'm just saying, like, you're asking why is a two-plus touchdown lead not a wide enough margin? <laughs> well, maybe it's that. You know, could could be there. There, there's a. I, I just I feel like I feel like 300 rushing yards. Ben throws six touchdowns in the first half. I mean, it's just this. This is going to be a tough one, and this is about as uh, uh, you know, lacking in dramatic flair as a Cowboys Steelers game has in a long time. But uh, you, if you want to keep up with the Steelers and then find out everything about uh, this opponent, and just how bad they're probably going to beat down the Cowboys. Uh, you can follow Aditi on Twitter. It's a Kinkabwala. And again, that is a, and then Kinkabwala is K I N K H A B W A L A. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Well, Bobby, uh, Jerry loves a good comeback story. I don't know if that chapter of the book is happening against the Steelers, but we will talk about this and digest this on Monday and then a bye week. Can't come soon enough for the team or myself, Bobby. I need a little break from the season. What about you? Yeah, I, I need a uh, I need a reset. Uh, just like I think the Cowboys need a reset. And it'll be good. They'll be able to go into the bye week, get some health back, uh, hopefully get some time to decompress. Uh, there's been a lot of... Uh, seems like every week there's some more drama that they're having to filter through and it'll probably be nice to just take a week and and not have to do zoom calls with the media and not have to be out at you know practice and and grinding it'll be a good mini vacation hopefully they can come back and uh, show some better effort uh when they return from the bye week and i think we saw a little bit better effort against philadelphia hopefully that continues against pittsburgh um, but I think that's exactly where you're at for the rest of the season. What you're evaluating the rest of the season is who shows effort, who shows fight, who shows promise that we can potentially bring back on this roster next year. And hashtag thoughts and prayers to whoever is under center. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.